0: Welcome back to The Tape Store, everybody. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. We were made in the 80s. And
1: played in the 90s.
0: And if you're listening, we're happy to have you here in The Tape Store with us. We appreciate you taking your time. Uh, as we've said several times, your time's valuable. So we're happy that you're spending it with us. And we hope you're having fun spending it with us. Yes. And this week, it's showtime. So those of you mean? who
1: Yeah, those of you who, who know what that means, you know what that
0: means. Yes. <laughs> this week, we're talking about... Beetlejuice, yes, the 1988 Tim Burton film, also known as Beetlegeist. Speaking of the title, it was actually um, just some quick trivia. Mm-hmm. Beetlejuice was almost two other names. Warner Brothers wanted to call when Tim Burton was, you know, set to direct and all. And and you know, of course, Tim Burton's working with Warner Brothers, so Warner Brothers film. Tim Burton's done a lot of great work with Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. um, like Batman, uh, for instance, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yes. And Beetlejuice is another one. But anyways, uh, they wanted to name the movie House Ghosts. Mm -hmm. And Tim Burton was like, no, because they (laughs) they didn't like Beetlejuice. And then Tim Burton came back and said, well, what about Scared Sheetless?
1: And he wasn't even really fully serious, was he? No, he wasn't. But
0: Warner Brothers was like, oh, yeah. And he was like, no. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Guys.
0: (laughs) I mean, I don't know if that's exactly how the conversation went, guys. You know, we weren't there. Uh, I was just eight years old, but was doing a little re- uh, reading on Wikipedia. <laughs> I like to
1: imagine it went like that, <laughs> yeah.
0: We like to do our homework a little bit, but yeah, just the fact that it would have been called um, house house Ghost. ghosts is just so boring. I can't imagine it not being called right. Beetlejuice, but so Beetlejuice. Yes, uh, it's actually one of our favorite Halloween fall movies to watch. But or I mean, all year round, actually watch it anytime. <laughs> we always like to watch any movie that we talk about before we do an episode. Yes, and we were actually forced to watch Beetlejuice the other day because the power went out I, I think if the power didn't go out we wouldn't have watched beetlejuice no
1: cuz we had a choice between three things we were going to do some work on some stuff
0: yeah we we're going to watch some netflix uh, we, we had or some work we were going to watch do. a
1: show on netflix yes
0: we were going to yeah or we we're going to work on some other things other you know projects or we were going to watch beetlejuice and then the power went out
1: <laughs> like and literally it, seconds later and then it
0: came on for 2 seconds and then it went out again You were like, let's just get the computer out and watch Beetlejuice. And I was like,
1: doesn't your computer have a DVD player? And he was like, why, yes, it does. And I was like, well, that's the decision. So we watched it. Actually, sadly, the power came back on and and we we had to watch it in the DVD player. I mean, we didn't have to, but.
0: No, then we were just like, let's just keep watching Beetlejuice. But it
1: was kind of fun. Like, it was in the dark and we had candles lit. And I remember, I like literally, as soon as the lights went out, I went, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, (laughs) Beetlejuice. Right. Because, you know, I mean, if it's real, why not?
0: Yeah. So Beetlejuice, uh, filmed by Tim Burton, starring the great Michael Keaton. Uh, And a slew of other greats as we're going to talk about, Uh, but just right off, we can talk about Alec Baldwin, Tina Davis, Michael Keaton, Winona Ryder, Catherine Catherine O'Hara. Yes, it's got a great cast. And basically, Tim Burton, it's it's classic, Mm Burton-esque, dark. Danny Elfman gives a great soundtrack. Yes. I mean... uh, They're like
1: Batman and Robin, like they're always... Yes. They're always doing movies together and it's it's a great pairing, so I can't yeah. complain.
0: They are an excellent pairing. And I love just about any music Danny Elfman does. And yes. We've talked about that. but So let's go a little bit through the story. Uh, the Maitlands, that's Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis. Yes. Uh, they're um, the Maitlands, a young married couple. And you know what's sad about them? Uh, Adam and Barbara Maitland, by yeah. the way. What's sad about them is that they're so happy in the beginning you wish you could watch more of them as a as a married yeah, couple.
1: Yeah, like they're embarking on this staycation. Like they 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 opted to stay home for their vacation. Yeah. They're so excited about it and I was like I They own a feel hardware
0: that. they own a hardware store in this little um New England town.
1: Like, yeah, quaint yeah, little town. Yeah. It was
0: filmed in Vermont. I know part mm-hmm. of it was filmed in Vermont. So you you had that um type of aesthetic and he owns a hardware store. Remember that part with the barber? Yes. Uh, he, so the beginning of the movie he runs an errand it's actually
1: a pretty big moment for them to yeah. run the errand,
0: right? Because they got to leave, and uh, they because they're on vacation, they decide to stay home for their vacation. Well, and they're getting ragged by this um, realtor, realtor, which initially because I, I mean, I saw Beetlejuice when I was a kid, yeah. And I, well, I've seen it countless times, but like this woman is so brief in it. At one point, we were like, is she like a? Sp- a, an annoying sibling or...
1: Yeah, I don't know why I thought she was that.
0: I think um, I think because it's hard to imagine that you would have a realtor that would push themselves and show up unannounced and say, hey, I have somebody that wants to buy your house. Right, cause...
1: because they have kids and you don't. Right. Which was a very sad uh, commentary on what she thought of young married couples who don't have children.
0: Right. Well, the, we know that the Maitlands are trying because that's in part of their conversation. Yeah, they do say,
1: hey, maybe we can try again. and
0: Yeah, but they had this realtor that's just showing up. <laughs> Which I mean, you know, in real life, I think if you know we own a house, and if the real if a realtor was showing up saying, "Hey, I I I found somebody that wants to buy your house," I, I think I would call their organization and say, "Hey, you need to do something about this person." Yeah, that's... do
1: something about old Jane here, because right? Her name's Jane, and the she worst. Yeah,
0: she has a family um, that wants to buy the home, and the Maitlands are like, "No, get out, leave us alone." But they do decide to go run an errand, and when they do. <laughs> <laughs> they walk by this barber who starts telling a story, and Adam has went into the store.
1: Yes. Getting things. He is not, he's not present. Yeah,
0: and when he comes out, the guy's still on the store, and it's talking about a guy with long hair. He goes, I had hair down to his shoulders, and he told me just to take a trim, I took those scissors. He said, man,
1: I got them <laughs> scissors. Yeah, <laughs> I don't
0: know. I guess the barber was like, man, I really cut his hair. It head. makes me imagine, it like, maybe funny. it was
1: when he was younger, and it was like a hippie or something. Yeah, like, it was hilarious. I never I, noticed it.
0: No, neither have I, but... It is little moments like that that make movies great. Absolutely. Um, Anytime you sit and talk about little things that you catch when you watch it, the layers. Yeah. You know, we like to refer to those as it's like, you know, the director has the story, but then he puts these little layers over it that you might not notice. Um, But at any rate, something tragic happens to this very bright, vibrant young couple, the Maitlands. Um, As they're driving home from this errand, back to their home, um, Barbara's driving. And she swerves to miss a dog, and they're on a bridge, and the car crashes. It's like one of those covered bridges, like bridges of Madison County bridges. (laughs) Or like, yeah. Nice comparison. I've never even (laughs) seen that movie. I just know it's got Clint Eastwood and Meryl Streep, and it's like one of those movies that your parents would watch when you were a kid, and you're like, oh my gosh, when is this movie going to be over? It never
1: stopped being that for me, so I never watched it.
0: But I love Clint Eastwood and Meryl Streep in their own right, but that's just not a movie I was ever interested in as a child. Right. Or so much now. (laughs) I don't feel uh, like I've missed out. (laughs) But they've done some great things, uh, great other work. But anyway, they crash through this covered bridge, and they look back, and it's the Danny Elfman organ that hits as soon as they look back, because the dog...
1: It really is the Danny Elfman organ. Yeah. That's so him.
0: The dog is standing on the board that is holding their car, that's balancing their car on the... Yes. So as soon as the dog walks off, there they go. Dunzo. Yeah. Now, if you're watching the movie for the first time you don't really realize that they're dead cuz they did die spoiler alert yeah right. the maitlands are dead the first 5 minutes of the movie but uh when when you're watching the movie for the first time the way uh tim burton you know kind of couches that part of the story is the maitlands are looks like they're just getting home
1: yeah they're right back home they're wet cuz they've fallen in the in the water you're like right. oh well that's an unfortunate day they spent it's kind of you're not realizing anything out of the ordinary yet Right, but and, it quickly changes.
0: Yeah, as soon as well, I mean, she her fingers catch fire, right?
1: Yeah, they can't get warm, so they're getting closer and closer to the fire, and that's why she catches fire.
0: Right, and it's really like, it's really when uh, Adam leaves yeah. to go outside, and he he leaves to go outside, and he's in this strange like desert world where there's there's this big worm creature,
1: the sand snake,
0: which. Yeah, and we'll talk about him again later. It was the sandworms. Sandworms, is what they're yeah. referred to. My bad. And we'll talk about the sandworms later because they're going to play a very important role later. Uh, and, and what Brooke and I actually, after watching the movie, kind of thought of the sandworms. Yeah. At any rate, they're dead. All these weird things start happening. And then, of course, they really realize it. And, and they're trying to kind of like, they realize they're stuck in their house. And yeah. then And then they're realizing, okay, well, I guess we better just exist in our Right, home. yeah. But then the real, the the story really picks up when the Deetses get there. Because understand, they're dead. They're ghosts. And here comes the realtor. uh, Well, it's not the realtor. Here comes the Dietz family. And here they come. And I mean they come in all their glory. They are a very, (laughs) they are just a unique group of people. Brilliantly casted. Wonderful performers. You have Jeffrey Jones as Charles Dietz. You have Catherine O'Hara as, um mom deets (laughs) mrs deets (laughs) um delia delia Delia. we should know it's delia and when their their daughter who's like a goth uh very a goth um, queen yeah and we love her she's wonderful yes i mean some people would say that she's weird or you know i
1: have her picture on my door at school so that's where i'm at with it
0: she has the famous quote you know I i
1: myself am strange and unusual
0: right and you find that that's kind of why she, you find out later, is able to actually, she's the only one in the family that can see Barbara and Adam. because yes. she's already in touch
1: with that kind of darkness.
0: Now, the antics kind of start right away, because as soon as the Dietz family get to the house, Delia is accompanied by her interior designer, who's terrible at it. He's one of Slash the, wonderful. Well, he's one of, <laughs> no, 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 he's he's a great. Uh, great character, yeah, right. it's Otho. Yes. Glenn Shaddix, right? Yep. The, the late Glenn Shadows. We found out that he passed away recently. Yeah. It was real sad. He's great in the role, but he's one of those guys that's like, he's great at everything. Yeah. He, anything he says he did, he did it great. He's a great interior designer, and you find out later that he thinks he's great at the paranormal, at understanding the paranormal. Right. <laughs> anyway, so they're plan, her and Otho's to gut the house.
1: Right, because she gets in and she's like, this is terrible. I have to be able to express myself. Yeah, I will agree to live with you here, but you've got to let me, you know, work my quote unquote magic. And if you notice the sculptures that she's bringing into the house. They're weird. The last thing on earth you would want this woman to do is decorate anything. And that's it, sure enough what she's going to do.
0: Even for somebody who likes things that are really, I guess, kind of dark, mm-hmm. they're just weird. Yeah. <laughs> and goofy yeah. looking yeah. sculptures. So but but Charles is like just leave the library alone like the office yeah. library alone whatever you want to do. You can have do. the rest. You can have the rest of the house, you know.
1: And then of course Lydia's take on the thing is she sees a spider web and she's like I could live here.
0: Yeah, it's an old <laughs> house. Well, it's an old house. Yeah, a lot she of loves it. Yeah.
1: Oh, and an important note when um when they arrive when they're moving in and Lydia is looking up the realtor comes and hands Lydia, the skeleton key. That's right. She says, Give this to your mom and dad. And I'm like, Come on. Like, really? But, but it's good that she has the key. She gives, she says, This, this key will open any door in the house. And that's important because earlier in the story, Adam, dead Adam, and dead Barbara said, Okay, like, you know, we're up in the attic. That's their place. Yes. So obviously yeah. you need to keep that
0: the, the, the attic is the is the sanctum for adam and barbara when the deetses move in when the deetses move in adam and barbara have made the the attic like their one place that you know because
1: they they lock it
0: right it's like their sanctum and then all the while they're figuring out how can we scare this family out of our house because they they're dead but they want to keep their house right
1: and they say they read the one part that they can really understand from the book of um uh mm. the handbook for what is it
0: uh, the handbook for, for the, the recently yes. deceased. Yes. Well okay. that that's one of the things that they find when they, they say die. the
1: living won't see the dead. Right. Not that they can't, but that they won't.
0: Right. So they get the handbook for the recently deceased. That's one of the things they find.
1: That's how they know they're and they're the reading through it and
0: it's tough to understand. And at some point they see a commercial <laughs> on their <laughs> they see a commercial on their TV and it's Beetlejuice. This is the first time we see him. He's dressed in like a cowboy getup and he's He's saying basically, "Do you want people out of your house? Then call me. Yeah. You know, I'll I'll get them out for you." They still don't quite know what to make of all of it. They still are gonna. Yeah, they
1: know, don't know what's going on. They don't all. really
0: know what's going on. They don't understand that they can get someone to do that, yeah. or you know. But he's standing there in a cowboy getup, and he's he's riding a fake horse, and he's doing a lasso horribly. <laughs> it's Michael <laughs> Keaton.
1: That's one thing when Toby pointed that out. He's just kind of like haphazardly throwing ha- it around and I'm like dude what do you do don't have that like you don't know right. what you're doing but that's the whole
0: point and then he lassos the horse he's on and then hops <laughs> off and starts like hey you know uh, Bef-
1: and before this scene you you don't see him but you hear him perusing through the recently deceased yes. column, the the obituaries and he finds the them and ones. he goes oh see these guys oh, they look pretty stupid Yeah. so, so he's like so, okay they're not gonna know what to do with themselves that they've died yeah, so we can surmise yeah. that's why and this for- commercial's on
0: Right, so we've we've been somewhat introduced to Beetlejuice, but we haven't seen him in his all his glory, but um, he has taken an interest in the Maitlands. Yeah. And he is somehow, we find, he has resided in their model. Because Adam has a model of the whole city they live in. Yeah. In the attic. Adam has, Adam Maitland, you know, this is before he died. He had built this model of the whole town, and Beetlejuice is living on it. You never really find out why. Or how. Or how, it's just that, when the Maitlands die, they have one foot into the living world, so it seems, and one foot kind of into the the dead world.
1: Like the yeah, it's kind of like in the dead world is almost like it's like an office. It's like you have to go and like get an appointment. It's it's very interesting. It's a very interesting take, and it we'll is. Do, and we'll talk about the the rules that they have established. Yeah, well, in that's a the
0: thing. So that they they run. They're like. Because they're trying to scare the Dietzes, and it's not working. Because there are a couple of nice people, and even the freaky things they do, the thing about it is, like you said, one, the Dietzes won't. Won't see. Right. And two, they're eccentric themselves. Like, they like weird stuff. We fi- Well,
1: and we find but out we how find weird out. they are.
0: We find out just how eccentric and strange really <laughs> they all are as a family. Not necessarily a bad way. No. You know, but just... You're you're not gonna scare this group of people. They're not really. They're not your cookie they're cutter. Not, they're not squares. White
1: picket fence right. Americans. There's sh- they're oddballs. Yeah.
0: yeah, and you find that out more. But they're at uh, the Maitlands are completely. You know they're they're out of uh, options. So what they do is they make a door, mm-hmm. which I remember as a kid thinking that was the <laughs> coolest thing when he drew the door with the chalk and then he he read like this uh, incant you know he yeah. read something like some incantation from the book. And then the door opened, and that's where they go, and you see, <laughs> like the the afterlife, I guess you could say, yeah, where you go when you die, mm-hmm. which is essentially like a waiting room, yeah, and you see all these people that you can tell how they die, like the guy with the shark on his leg
1: yeah and then the the guy with like a, a like a lobster or something stuck in his throat he has the lobster yes. bib still on like the, he was he died while he was out to eat with but whoever. the one i think that
0: all of us could like if you sit, if we sat around a table with yep. people who've seen Beetlejuice that like the movie the one person that we'd love to know the story on is the guy in the safari i think it's like a saf- or like a trench coat or something with a rifle and yeah. a shrunken head <laughs> <laughs> like, what was that dude's story?
1: Right. Like, for sure, you encountered a witch doctor, but like, what exactly happened? Dude? We don't
0: know. I don't know. <laughs> because the, well, we'll talk, the, the witch doctor doesn't show up until the end. But no,
1: but I mean, like, shrunken heads equals witch doctor. That's he just kind just, of,
0: I just remember he, he was iconic. Yeah. He's iconic when we think about the movie, but like, well, he and Miss Argentina. But once again, things in the story that you don't necessarily explain, but you put in and it just adds that depth. Yeah. So they find that their situation isn't great they're mm-hmm. stuck in their ha- they're stuck in their house for what
1: they find out that they they have they're, they're kind of like i don't know how you want to put it it, it could be doomed or it could be like you have to be there for 125 years you have to effectively haunt your house <laughs> for yeah. to, 125 years and if you don't want anybody in there you got to get them out, right? Because you can't come. You know, you can't be like, "Hey, we're ghosts, yeah. get out!"
0: And you have help vouchers. If you're a ghost, like you can't just go back and ask for help anytime. You you have like a certain number of vouchers that you use to ask for advice. That's what. Yeah. She said, "Oh, you're going to use all your help vouchers," but they are assigned a person to help to guide them, and that her name is Juno, and she's this old lady, old chain smoking lady.
1: And if you grew up in the '90s, when you hear her voice, you recognize it because she's done voice work oh. for other stuff. Excuse me. Because I've I've always. I'm like, oh, I know that voice. Who is that? So right. I know when I watched the movie, because I was a little older. I watched it after it came out, like years after it came out. And she's I was like, oh, the, I know that voice. Yeah,
0: she's got one of the great lines of, uh, it's like, oh, we're unhappy. Well, what do you expect? You're dead. You know, but she <laughs> says it in that old chain-smoking grandma voice. Yes, it's beautiful. Uh, Yeah. So, well, they find out that, you know, look, you need to basically, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, Maitland's, and scare this family out if you want them out.
1: And they met, and she mentions Beetlejuice, doesn't right. she?
0: Well, no, well, uh, I think Barbara does. Barbara's yeah. like, "Well, who's this Beetle guy?" And she's like, "Don't no. even say his name. Don't say his yeah. name, because of course we know if we say his name. Well, he's already mentioned, I believe, in his um, commercial. Yeah, you say, say it, it
1: once, say it twice, third time's the charm. Yeah, if you say
0: <laughs> if you say his name three times, he is allowed to come out." Uh, it essentially manifests. Yeah, him.
1: it's kind of like the Bloody Mary idea. Like you call him into this world and give him permission yeah. and you access. You
0: say his name three times. It brings Beetlejuice in. Uh, you say his name three times. It sends him back out. Yeah, to like the outer world or whatever you want to wherever he is. is. Yeah, Wherever it is. You know, all we know is that Beetlejuice used to work with Juno, and then he caused a bunch of trouble and got sent out. So again, there's very little really talked about. Regarding his backstory, which again makes him really all the more interesting to watch.
1: One thing that I read that Tim Burton did say, he said when he when Tim Burton actually spoke with Michael Keaton about the character, he said Beetlejuice is a guy who has been in every time and doesn't belong to any time.
0: Wow, so like so it
1: makes sense why he appears as the cowboy or why he has the pinstripe suit that kind of harkens back to like the twenties or something like a gangster in the twenties. Like he's part of every time and no time, so he. Time rules don't apply to him.
0: My favorite part, which of the, I love that. Yeah, my favorite part of the movie, because we'll talk about, is is when again they after they listen to Juno, after Juno gives her spiel, like don't go, to, you know, do it yourself, don't mess with Beetlejuice. They get frustrated and they end up Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, yep. Beetlejuice. They end up in their model. <laughs> they have to di- they they f- his he has a grave in their model yeah he brings them into the
1: model somehow
0: somehow and they're they're like so they're tiny and they're in his little miniature model and they start digging up the and he ascends from <laughs> jumps out and you really can't do justice to explain it's my favorite scene i think it's the, i think it's the best scene in the whole movie is that first meeting because Michael Keaton is so, his energy is so un- unpredictable. Oh gosh, yeah, and he's hilarious and, and, and
1: inappropriate and yeah, well, funny. Be- so, and- yeah,
0: he's hilarious. But so Beetlejuice is crude, morbid, and inappropriate. You know all these things. But Michael Keaton performing as him is just so, so brilliant. He's it's hilarious. great. Beetlejuice is trouble. I wouldn't actually say that Beetlejuice as a character analysis is evil.
1: No, we, we kind of agree that he's almost like the trickster god. Like, that's yeah. kind of like, if, if they were going to model him after anybody, it'd be more of a trickster. Yeah. He's like a Loki. He's not bad. Right. But he, but he wants to shake. He literally, I mean, like, he says it, you know, let's turn off the juice and see what sa- shakes loose. Yeah, like, let's just that's see what
0: happens. He, we do find out that he does have a goal. His goal is to get out into the real world. That's what he wants to do. Yeah, he wants and, to
1: screw stuff up with the living. And there <laughs> is
0: a way for him to do that. Um, so Beetlejuice, once Beetlejuice becomes part of the, the um, equation it it becomes much more troublesome. However, the Dietzes are still staying in the house. Right. It, so
1: Barb, well, so Barb and, and Adam are like, okay, wait, 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 wait. This is you're crazy. I don't know if we're to do this. So Beetlejuice, 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 and they get out of the model.
0: Right. They do. So they're like, okay, forget yeah, it. That was but, weird. Well, because Barbara has. Well, let me try something, and that's where we get one of your favorite scenes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Barbara does. She's she decides. You know what? Let me try something, Adam. I think. I think. Yeah. And that's when they have this dinner party, and they wait till they have guests. The Dietzes do these; their their big city friends come, and that's when Delia suddenly just starts. She just breaks into Deo.
1: Yeah, she busts out in song, and they all start dancing. So I guess I've, you know they've they've possessed them. And yes. uh, I I actually we were during our testing week, like one of the weeks of yeah, December. You showed this to your students. I showed this to my students because we we'll, because side note, um, we have a character dress update at work. And I dressed up as Lydia Dietz because why be a Disney princess when you can be a goth queen? But um, of and uh, I, I dressed up as Lydia Dietz. So my students are like, who is that? And I was like, no prob. So I showed it during testing week and they all loved that scene. They thought it was so funny. Um, they were like, I was like, guys, this is an old movie, but I promise you're going to like it. And they yeah, did. They great. all loved it. But um, yeah, they're just singing Deo, the most unlikely song. But it is a song they're listening to in the beginning before they die. Yeah. So we know, oh, this is a, this was their jam when they were yeah. living. The, the, <laughs> so the, the it's Maitlands kinda
0: neat. Have a, yeah, Maitlands have a really great taste in music actually. So um and you find that out and, and again, how they work music into the film uh, is great. Uh it's very subtle but also uh incredibly direct at times. Yes. Like with the Deo and then of course with the end with jumping the Line. Yeah. Um they use Tim Burton uses music directly and indirectly throughout the film in, in beetlejuice and you know yeah. what here's the thing when uh be- this is interesting so when i was a kid i just knew that the beetlejuice music was like dun, 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 yeah. dun, 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 dun. i didn't realize that deo was part that danny elfman put that in in the opening sequence yeah you know, you yeah hear it, you hear dun, Daylight. Dun. yeah light. i didn't know that yeah I just didn't realize that. I remember, uh, so Brooke, it's part of one of Brooke's playlists, and Yossi loves it, our son, loves the Beetlejuice song. So when we were playing, I said... He used to
1: draw pictures of it. He had never I seen like, the movie, is this but he Deo? drew pictures. Like,
0: you, you had this song? <laughs> mm-hmm. And you were like, no, this is Beetlejuice. I'm like, oh, they put the song in the theme. I didn't realize that. I just thought that was cool.
1: So it's neat that in the very opening of the movie, you don't realize it, but it's foreshadowing what's coming. So, yeah. so as musical people, we enjoy that very much.
0: So the chaos... Just just to move the story forward a little bit, because right. you know I don't want to go through the you know we don't we, we never like to go through movies minute by minute. We like to hit some high points and then we like to talk about you know what we think some some messages that we got from the movie because you know yeah. everyone's different when they watch it. You know when you're a kid you watch things for fun and uh, but 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 you go back when you
1: grow up and yeah. you notice a lot more before and maybe why you liked what you liked as a kid. Right.
0: One of the things that uh, happens throughout the film is that Lydia. And Adam and Barbara actually become really close because, yeah. like we said, Lydia is the only one of the Deets family that can actually directly see Adam and Barbara. Yeah. And Adam and Barbara almost become like surrogate parent, uh, surrogate parents to Lydia. Because They're actually b-
1: al- almost, arguably better parents, yes, than, seemingly, than her actual right. parents are. Well, I mean, stepmom and dad, but still. Right,
0: because uh, Charles has kind of got his head in the clouds. And, by the way, he just loves the house. It doesn't matter. He's like, oh, I just think this house is great. Yeah, but he's, he's silly. He's so caught up in, like, his own little world. and His mom, own comfort. Right. And the mom is so caught up in... Being popular. and in, in, ...in her popularity and who she is, and she wants to be this great sculpture, and she's nowhere near it. No. But gosh. they're missing their incredible spark of a daughter who is just really, I mean, we lo- I loved Lydia growing up, you know, and uh, I know Brooke, she was just a cool kid. Yeah,
1: and what's funny is that, again, my student, you know, we teach high schoolers, and I teach specifically seniors, and um, when I put the movie on, I go, guys, I say, this is uh, Joyce Byers. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, it's not. I was like, oh, guys, yeah. look uh-huh. it up on IMDb. They're like, no way. I said, guys, that's why they chose her. She's the best. She's a goth queen. She is yeah. a Burton original. They had to, so... But yeah, Lydia Deetz is great, and if you notice her progression throughout the movie, when she gets to the end,
0: well, she had s- she
1: still retains her creepiness, but like she she brightens because yeah. Barbara and Adam are part of her life.
0: I think so. I think that she had to come out of that some of this like well, there's that she wears veils, and then there's the one there's the one scene where she's writing, I guess, a <laughs> note where she wants to die because she wants to be with Barbara and Adam. She yeah, she comes to care about Barbara and Adam so much she wants to die and be with them and. I think the message is what Barbara says to her. She goes, I want to die so I can be with you guys. And Barbara says to her, dying doesn't make things any less complicated.
1: No, because ultimately, and and what I, I remember, I said this to you during the movie. I was like, oh, I said, you know, the, the, the cool thing is they'll be there for her whole life. They have to be there for 125 years. Right. So, like, even though her her sadness is that she wants them to be there, right? she's like, well, we kind of will. Like, yeah, <laughs> they I have mean, to be there, but... The problem Lydia was so fascinated with, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being a darker person. No. But um, she wanted to die because she just, she didn't feel that life was holding anything for her. No.
0: And I think that you have to be able to, well, one, you know, parents, I think that there's a message there, like, you know, pay attention to your children. Yes. You know, (laughs) and, and for who they are, make them understand that they're, you know that they're beautiful and they're special for who they are because I think every kid needs that. Absolutely. Um, You know, Lydia wasn't getting that. So she felt alone and she found solace in these two dead people. Right. Right. And I think for Adam and Barbara and for even the Dietz family, because of course what ends up happening in the film is that they do let Beetlejuice in. Beetlejuice causes all sorts of problems. <laughs> and then, Otho and the Dietzes get a hold of the book, and what they want, they decide they want to do is uh, they're amused that they have ghosts in their house. They're not scared away,
1: no, because they're, they're like, "Oh, this girl that we is really popular in New York, she's gonna love it. We're yeah. gonna invite her so, down."
0: So especially Delia's is like, "Oh, this is wonderful," and yeah. Charles is in it too. He's like, "We can make our house like a tourist spot because we are actually haunted and we have proof." Because look, look at what's going on in our house. So
1: yeah, so backfire, big backfire for that scary so plan.
0: <laughs> you have the Dietzes trying to what's the term extort the fact that they have ghosts yes. in their home and then you have beetlejuice that comes in it and and what ends up happening of course beetlejuice wants to get out yeah and he sees he sees because, a big opportunity understand beetlejuice doesn't care about scaring the deets out of the house he's th- he's like okay I'll do that but
1: but in when he does when it's after the Deo episode actually once he comes out as that snake that's when he's like okay I'm done with the Maitlands, but he's but he says I might have more luck with Edgar Allan Poe's daughter.
0: Right, he likes Lydia. He's like, and I might yes. could get her because she's young. So we talked about earlier, like Beetlejuice actually does have an agenda, and it is he wants to marry Lydia so he can get out into the real world. Yep. Of course, you know, spoiler alert, but I'm not. We're not going to go into how those things happen, but Beetlejuice's plan fails, and what ends up happening is um, he attempts to. Mary lydia to get out into the real world and adam and barbara end up using a sandworm to kill beetlejuice
1: yes or to remove him from the scenario and again (laughs) what the
0: sandworms are is anytime a ghost uh as far as well anytime adam and barbara would leave their house they would go out and they'd be in this desert area and there would be these big, this massive worms. Or I don't know if there's more than one or if there was just one, but they're called sandworms. Right. Because they're in the beetle. juice. And they cartoon. have the
1: iconic black and white beetlejuice kind of stripe.
0: So. Yes. So what Brooke and I saw the sandworms as were like guardians to yeah. make sure the ghosts actually stay where they're supposed to stay. Yeah. If you leave, if you try to leave where you're assigned, the sandworms will get you. Yeah. I mean, that, that's just what I assume, that they're just there to make sure everybody stays where they're supposed to stay. And when you step outside
1: and- of your place, like, because remember, Adam, at first tries it, he tries to leave the house thinking, oh, this is weird, I'm going to try to go back to where we right. trashed." And when she he sees the sandworm, and it's like a second. And yeah. then Barbara pulls him back in. She goes, "You were gone for two hours." Yeah, so it's so the time, time is, is like time crazy. Time and space is
0: weird, but I do think it's a uh, I I think for the Maitlands too, it's like, look, you have to you have to learn how to be content where you are. You have to you because have
1: to... they're learning that in their world yeah. now. Right, they're... they're learning to be content right. in this strange situation.
0: And of course, Beetlejuice, even though the Sandworm kills him, he's not completely gone. He is now in the afterlife waiting. Still causing problems. He tries to... he try he, He's waiting in line to, <laughs> I guess... To, to,
1: I guess, see Juno or whoever
0: his or whoever, caseworker is. Whoever his caseworker is. is now that he's died. But even though I thought... Well, he is he, dead, though. I know, but he's dead again. I don't know how know. it works. It's demoted, that, whatever. However it works, but he's sitting next to the witch doctor who's next in line because it's number three, and then he, the witch doctor's holding four, and Beetlejuice has this long strip of, like, five million. Just yeah. Incredibly long gone, Right. So... He kind of starts talking to the witch doctor and then he tries to distract him and he switches the and then the witch doctor, of course, sprinkles yep. the head. Sprinkles the in. stuff. So Beetlejuice kind of gets his in the end. And he's still not put off by it. He goes, Hey, this could be a good look for me. Like, nothing bothers Beetlejuice. No, he you just really kinda, can't get him down. He's gonna no, keep swindling. <laughs> no, he's he just keeps like if you stop him in one area, he just finds the next angle. So he's a great character in that right. And then of course at the end it's it's jumping the line by Harry Belafonte yes Harry Belafonte which anytime I hear jump in the line I think of Beetlejuice
1: or you can also think of Matilda because they also used uh, jump in the line in Matilda when she is yeah when she's using her power so I I thought that was I always thought that was kind of interesting because obviously it is first and foremost from Beetlejuice but it shows up again in Matilda so that's fun
0: oh wow that's cool didn't realize that.
1: Um also a note about um Lydia Deetz's wedding dress. Um when oh, yeah, I looked up about why it was red, um and I and it's like I forget there's all these, you know, you what? know what there's rhymes about getting married and you know something borrowed something blue. Uh the rhyme goes um married in red, better off dead. Mm-hmm. So therefore they chose a yes. red dress.
0: And of course, the wedding doesn't happen because the de- right. uh, because Adam and Barbara stop it. But the whole the whole that becomes you find out that's Beetlejuice's agenda is like he sees Lydia, he wants to marry her so he can get out into the real world, right? <laughs> which part of you part of you as a movie girl I would think wants to see what would happen if Beetlejuice made it out but
1: Well, which and it's kind of why we ended up with an animated series because yes. we love Beetlejuice and we love Lydia even though that union sh- or friendship should never happen.
0: No, but uh, yeah, I do remember he snaps his fingers and suddenly she's in the wedding dress. She yes. she doesn't she doesn't uh, she agrees to it. Because what basically ends up happening is uh, you know Adam and Barbara are in trouble and she and Beetlejuice is like eh, I can help them but here's what you got to do for me and she's yeah. like yes whatever just Beetlejuice 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 he comes out and then hey let's get married you know yes uh, bad
1: bad news right. and also there is a musical Beetlejuice and it is incredible the soundtrack oh. is amazing oh really yes wow. oh gosh it's amazing
0: I mean I know there's a Beetlejuice but I, I've not actually heard positive or negative about it
1: it's phenomenal
0: okay That's and great. the
1: guy who who plays Beetlejuice on Broadway he has that gruff voice and he does it the whole time. Oh, and wow. I do not know how he does that without killing his vocal cords, but
0: well, I remain
1: amazed. Yeah. Catherine O'Hara went to go see it and, oh, like, per, and, and, and like, and like had all this blessing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like so, Michael.
0: I want to I know what Michael Keaton would have to say though. I know. Me you too. know, at any rate, Beetlejuice is a great movie, late eighties, but, and it was, it defined my childhood, especially because in the nineties we had the, the cartoon. Very good. It was brilliant. Um, so let's talk about our '90s relics, mm-hmm. and then let us close down the tape store for the week. Yes. So what do we got?
1: All right. So um well, we're
0: both sick for one thing. <laughs> we, we both, both have, have colds. Yeah, we both have colds, so we're drinking Theraflu. We've been drinking Theraflu the whole show. Yep. Um, and <laughs> and
1: trying to muffle our sneezes.
0: I have a Barnes and Noble. It's like a montage or a collage. Would that be what this is?
1: Yeah. Of um, of um.
0: Of all these famous authors, I found this at our local thrift store for 50 cent, and I've always wanted this mug. I remember when it was brand new when I was, uh, like, years ago, and it was expensive, and it's an official Barnes & Noble, and I love it. I'm also wearing a 90s relic. I'm wearing my Nickelodeon Live Tour snapback hat. This is from the 90s, early 90s, uh, when Nickelodeon would do, like, tours. They wouldn't come anywhere near Georgia. Because, you know, Nickelodeon's <laughs> based in Canada, but they did hit some northern states, I believe. But I found a guy selling this on eBay, and it was very reasonable. So,
1: And I have, I too have a 90s mug. My friend, actually, we were, we were at Goodwill, and he pointed this out to me. And I was like, well, I have to have it. It is a, I don't even want to say it's a mug. It's like a flagon, like a stoneware yeah, totally, flagon uh, from totally. the Georgia Renaissance Festival wow. in 1996. 96 and every time i drink it out of it i feel like i'm at the green dragon mm. having a pint with Mary and pippin and i love it that's from lord of the rings uh but yeah it's this great mug and it's it has cool, a yeah. gigantic handle and i love it and uh yeah
0: yeah so we'll we'll get pictures of those for our uh post about the show we'll do the yes uh, now we do have some <laughs> Be- we do have some beetlejuice pins on our bag we have some beetlejuice merch but we have um, lots
1: of beetlejuice merch i specifically have lots
0: there were action figures in the 90s that you know we're based on the film and uh i would love to i had some at a few as a kid so yes. we'll definitely put our mugs and in my, we'll post some of our merch my, i'll try yeah. to f-
1: dig up my photo from from school when i dress yeah up you're as also Lydia. wearing
0: a mickey mouse club shirt
1: i am that's right yeah, like I the old it. school mickey mouse club. i found
0: that for you at a thrift store yeah
1: we're the real deal we wear a lot of 90s stuff
0: yeah we were into this stuff before it was like cool to be into this right. stuff. right yeah. <laughs> exactly i don't know i thought it was always cool to be into it but who knows <laughs> Let's close things down Mm -hmm. for the week. We appreciate you listening. Uh, You can follow us at The Tape Store on Instagram. And if you have any questions or any requests or anything like that, uh, you can hit us up at the tape store podcast at Gmail. Uh, You can find us Instagram or our email. We're out there. We're out there. Uh, But we thank you for listening. Thanks for joining the conversation as always. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. Take care, guys. Bye.